if you're creative, you, you get a chance to really make this your own, right? So you can decide what goes on that property, how it all outlines. If you're a structural creative person, you can decide, you know, what amenities you want, what type of tenants you want, what type of retail and things like that. So you can really be creative because you are taking a raw piece of nothing and creating it into something great. So uh, the pros really are if you have that creative side and you want to make a ton of money, this could be a really good opportunity for you to go do that. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about land development. And I can pretty much make a solid assumption that the majority of people that are watching this or going through this series probably want to know about this and might plant a seed in their mind. But uh, we don't meet a ton of people that are in the business of developing land. But Matt, in the series, you've been awesome. We've been talking about pros and cons of different asset classes and strategies. And so talk to me about how you see the pros and cons as it relates to development. Yeah, so I wanna break this development conversation into land and then just structural development. So land development is really buying a big plot of land, grabbing the permits to develop that land in the best way possible, subdivide it if it's a residential community, run the city infrastructure out there and get everything set up, and then sell it to somebody that's gonna do the structural development of it. And then obviously structural development is finding land that's primed and ready for development, buying that land and then developing it. Just be clear, I've never developed land. It is something we were talking about offline one day that I would love to get in the development space later in my career. I would love to own like a subdivision and develop a community and things like that. But it's just a little bit over my ski tip. So we're going to talk about some observations and pros and cons here, but just understand that there's a lot better people to kind of drive down the specifics of how you do this process if you're ever looking to do that. The neighborhood I'm in didn't exist 10 years ago. Yep. Is that an example of someone bought the land, you know, cut it up or whatever, sold it to a developer? Yep and made a pretty healthy profit yep so think about lennar homes beezer homes kw like all the big uh h&r all the big uh, residential communities out there they don't normally they don't buy land and develop it themselves they buy somebody that's already bought the land gone through the zoning gone through the permits gotten the infrastructure out there and then they build on top of it there are, there are opportunities out there for you to be that front-end developer so we did a, a, an episode on land buying land um, if you do that correctly, you might stumble across a thousand acres or 1500 acres that you could buy that property for cheap and do all of that land development and then flip it to somebody before any structures go on it. All right. So let's talk about the pros. And I, I feel like there are pros and I'm just going to jump ahead. I think the con is high barrier to entry, potentially, maybe not, but I feel like there's some skill sets that you need to have. But overall, I think it's a pretty it's a pretty cut and dry, and I'm curious what your thoughts are on the pros. Yeah, so the pros are the money is made in the development. I mean, you want to talk about tremendous ROIs. If you know how to navigate this process and do it effectively, you're talking 300 to 3,000% returns because you are really adding a ton of value on the front end of development cycle. So the, the upsides are absolutely tremendous if you can do it. The other thing I think is if you're creative, you, you get a chance to really make this your own, right? So you can decide what goes on that property, how it all outlines. If you're a structural creative person, you can decide, 
you know, what amenities you want, what type of tenants you want, what type of retail and things like that. So you can really be creative because you are taking a raw piece of nothing and creating it into something great. So uh, the pros really are if you have that creative side and you want to make a ton of money, this could be a really good opportunity for you to go do that. When you say develop, like, do you actually get the roads built in and do you like create the plots or are you just like pitching the vision that this could be this thing? So it depends. It is. So if you're taking a raw piece of land, you're going to have to get permits on it and, and tell the city what you're trying to do with it. And then they have to approve it and all that kind of stuff. Usually I think the city runs the infrastructure to your land and then you have to run it to the plots and things like that, if that's what you're doing or to the building and things like that. But ultimately, you you kind of really get to set the vision, but you have to go gain buy-in and you have to do sales to get city the city council people to buy into your vision. And then so what are the cons to this strategy? So the cons are it's high risk. And what I mean by that is you're talking about putting a million dollars on a piece of raw land that has no cash flow stream coming in on a bet that you can get people to approve permits and approve what you're trying to do and buy into your vision and things like that. Um, so it is a very, very high risk situation. If you're developing a community, for instance, you have to put up houses and then sell them before you get your return to continued on the, the development cycle. So it is a very hands-on project development type of play in real estate. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, it's very, very high risk. The last thing I would say on a, a risk here or a con here is the market fluctuations. So the way I see these deals typically structured is there's usually six months of no payments or some term of no payments or low payments or something like that. And then a massive balloon payment at the end, because the idea is that you're going to get in there, you're going to develop it, you're going to sell it before the balloon payment comes up. And you can just imagine the amount of things that could happen from market fluctuations to, uh, I hate to say it, but like 9-11 was a perfect example. If you were building a building near New York and 9-11 happened and you're trying to continue that, then everything freezes, credit markets could freeze, COVID could have, I mean, there's just a lot of different wrenches that could get thrown in this. And you're talking about a big balloon payment on the end. So again, that's why they pay so much and that's why they make so much and your returns could be astronomical because you're really navigating a political environment and also a risk, risk environment. So for the person watching to this, I mean, obviously it, I feel like barrier to entry is almost impossible if it's just you, unless there's probably, like anything, this can be a small scale that you could do, but I would, I would not recommend this be the first uh, thing that you go into as it relates to real estate and investing, but it's something that um, do you see a lot of funds get into? Is it possible to invest in development, but just be a fractional owner, knowing that you're going to take some risk? But it's like for me, I don't have the specialized knowledge to be able to even know where to begin. But if I knew somebody, is it possible for me to invest in a fund that funds that? Yeah. So we did another episode on um, crowdfunding and it's on some of those platforms, I see them raising funds to do these types of development deals. Um, and the way those are structured again is like, you're going to put a hundred thousand dollars in it or 50,000 or, or whatever amount. And you're not going to see a dime of that for four years, five years, six years kind of thing. 
uh, and then you're just going to get a big payoff at the end. So um, you can absolutely get into this space if you want to get in the space and the returns are astronomical if you want to get in the space. For me, it's outside of my risk tolerance. And again, like you said, it's a little bit outside of my knowledge expertise as well. So I don't understand fully how we can go execute and the risk factors. And yep. it's 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 not something that I'm a space that I'm involved in. It doesn't in. cash flow. So and it doesn't cash flow. It, and so I love cash flow. It, you love cash flow. And if it doesn't cash flow, you're already you already have one X mark. So um, anyways, anything that you want to end as it relates to developments? Um, no, there's there's a developer in Nashville that I think really does a good job on um, developing affordable housing and obtainable housing called Evan Holiday. He's a super great guy and he has his own podcast called momentum and uh, monumental or momentum we'll link that but um he's a he's a really good guy to learn in this space he's doing some super interesting strategies around how he's financing his deals from uh swapping tax credits and things like that with banks to fund his deals and, and all that kind of stuff so if you really are interested in this space and want to get involved in this space go check him out go check his podcast out because he produces some good content do you want to uh share a little bit about ice cream with investors and what you're up to yeah sure so i uh, i'm the host of ice cream with investors and my goal of the the podcast is really to e expose our listeners to all of these different types of niches and really double click with some of these operators and see their best practices and tips and tricks and who knows maybe my perception on land development and development at overall is just way off course and <laughs> they can expose that to me um so go check it out if you want to learn about all the different niches in real estate and really understand which niche might be best for you and i hope to have evan on the podcast one day so you can listen to him too and keep subscribing to this show so that you can keep uh, watching different series one of them being the real estate series with matt Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.